Previously on Polyvox. Dear friend, it has come to the attention of the Thera Society that you possess the ability to see the unseen. If all is right, you have likely not heard of us, and it would therefore follow that you do not trust us. But if you meet our representative in New Una, you will be provided lodging, employment within our ranks, and a purpose for your gifts to protect our world from hidden dangers. During your stay with us, you may find something you seek, be it refuge from a supernatural enemy or knowledge about your abilities. I hope you will consider our offer. Your friend, Elish Hafleet. When you get there, you immediately spot the people you're meant to meet. There is this stiff-looking, well-groomed young person sulking in the corner in a starched white shirt, and a gentleman with a charming smile um, in wrinkled but fancy traveling clothes that don't quite fit. Do you mind if I join you all, my friends? Well, the society was founded a long time ago, many, many years before the great eruption at Hell's Roost. After the eruption, by which time the order was quite well established in this sea of refuge, something seemed to change in the hidden folk, and they started attacking without provocation. The society needs to be rebuilt, or I fear the worst for our communities on these shores, human and hidden alike. There's a knock at the door. Victor answers. Um, Victor, you open it onto a small man, impeccably dressed under his traveling cloak, and he says, Greetings. I am Alda Frisch. May I come in? Oh, of course. Uh, I hope you don't mind, but I've taken the liberty of collecting whatever mail has been left here for the past... Oh, five or so years in Miss Halfleet's absence. This may be of interest to you, he says pointedly, and he shuffles out a decidedly fresher-looking envelope with an official-looking seal, to whom it may concern at the Theatre Society. My name is Hulen Prentice. I study classics at Seaglass University, and I'm afraid I have nowhere else to turn for help. I suspect a professor here at the university is using dark magic to advance his career and neutralize his rivals. I fear my colleagues may be in danger. I may be risking too much by putting all this in writing. Will you meet me in the University Library at 1400 on the 10th of White Moon? There I can present my suspicions in greater detail. With gratitude, Hewlin. What could an academic have for the newfound theater society so soon that Victor Harrington wouldn't already know? Find out with us on Polybox! If you, so it's not hard to get to by uh, the 10th of White Moon, which is in three days. Mm-hmm. If you wanted to follow up on this letter, which, you know, um, you don't have to, actually. I think that Victor would be very interested, especially <laughs> uh, besides the whole, like, ooh, university gossip. What's this? <laughs> but, like... The idea of one of the professors using dark magic is like, whoa, okay, yeah. I want to check this out. Like, uh, oh, that bitch Brenda. We knew she was using dark magic. <laughs> <laughs> Brenda. That's it. I suspected her ever ever since she stole my mug. No. She stole my mug in the, in the staff kitchen. <laughs> That's a real cursed magic move. <laughs> it, 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 she gave it back, but it just never felt right. <laughs> <laughs> it was forever changed in a way I couldn't notice. <laughs> um, so uh, typically, like, there's there's a segment um, in the Vesson uh, mystery where we would do, like, preparations and um, the journey and kind of describe all that. But um, 
because this is our first session and you guys don't really know each other or kind of your roles within, like your characters don't quite know your roles in this um, mystery yet. Um, I think what I'm going to do is just do the journey part, not so much the preparations part, because um, you don't know anything about this, this mystery quite yet. So you don't know how to prepare for it. Um, but during the journey, there is a segment where like, if you wanted to gain an advantage somehow, and you had a story about um, how your character would gain that advantage, such as like, I've trained with my sword day and night, or um, I was blessed by an angel in a dream or whatever. Um, uh, we could, we could do that. And there is actually a mechanic for how that might benefit you later. Um, and I would give each of you one. So um, the journey portion would be uh where we would do that. Um, so does anyone have like an advantage that they think their character would gain somehow along the way between now and three days from now? I think Victor would probably want to go through like, well, I forget. Is, is the party able to access the libraries in Woodspire? Uh, yeah, there is one library that you can access. Good. Okay. Cause uh, Victor's gonna fucking study up. Okay. And I think, um, where would we gain the advantages? Would that be skill points or attributes or? Um, neither. So it's kind of like, uh, it's, it's almost like an advantage in D&D where you can roll twice, but, um, oh. it's more like I give you like an extra die to roll. Um, okay. if you have, uh, if you're doing a skill test, um, if you're making a skill test, then, uh, I give you an extra die to roll on that test. So if you typically would roll 4d6 um, looking for mm -hmm. a 6, I would give you 5d6. Okay, yeah. Um, but, so you're, what are you looking for, Victor, when you're studying? Any material on dark magic I can find that I would want to look out for in the observation <laughs> observations of this shady professor. Okay. Um, sure. Uh, I'm not going to make you make a skill test for this um, because this is uh, your at home, essentially. This is your home base. Um, and this, this is my moon sign. <laughs> um, so there's not actually a lot of ways for humans to gain magical powers. Um, the main way that most humans have um tried to gain magical powers is through like dealings with um the uh with evil spirits um with what they think are evil spirits what actually some of these spirits think are evil spirits like they think that they are servants of some demon um mm -hmm. and that they are fulfilling some dark purpose um this may or may not be true um mm -hmm. or uh if they find a magic wand and magic wands are cool. incredibly rare um, there is actually no real like historical evidence of there being any magic wands on East in the last 200 or so years um, when the society was founded. Uh, so they don't actually have any hard evidence of anyone ever having one. They have legends, but um, and for that, I will give you, yeah, so, okay, so you can use your advantage once per gaming session, which adds plus two dice to a skill test. You must decide whether to use it before rolling the dice or when pushing the roll um, and explain how you use it. So after the mystery, your advantage is lost. Next time, you must choose another skill as your advantage. So what skill are you adding this advantage to? I want to add it to observation. Okay, that makes sense. Um, all right. So, does anyone else have an advantage they'd like to gain? So, um, what skill would you like to boost? Uh, I guess I will would like to boost my observation. Okay. Um, how do you come about an advantage? Uh, like, how do I justify that? Uh, yeah, like, how, what story how, how, happens? 
Oh, to make me gain that observation? Yeah. Um, I think I just, like, in the time that it takes us to get to the university or get prepared for the university, I'm mm-hmm. just sort of taking mental notes uh, and comparing it to this new area to, like, the places that I've traveled and uh, okay. uh, traveled across in the past. Right. Okay, like, so you're, you're, like, a pretty well-traveled guy, but you're, like, kind of making your... You're kind of getting the lay of the land in right. terms of... Like, um, every time I come to a new place, I take stock of, like, uh, what kind of landscape I'm in, what kind of, like, even right down to, like, the flora and fauna and try to, like, get a feel for the people in this area. And I'm so used to doing that, that uh, upon getting the letter to say that there's uh, dark magic goings on in the university (laughs) that I uh, instinctively just sort of like, all right, time to time to get back into the swing of things and all right, take inventory. Yeah, I'll give that to you. Um, I think that the, uh, the fact that you're in a new place and like you are a pretty well-traveled person and like you're kind of used to, um the process of learning a new place mm. has you in the mode of being more observa- uh, observational right now um so i'll give you plus two to observation for this Okey history doke. cool how about you Cade? um <laughs> so which ones which ones am i looking at um, so you will be looking at the skills, which are the second line that I sent you. Three medicine, two inspiration, two agility, one stealth, okay. two vigilance, etc. Um, um, stealth. Stealth? Okay. Um, how do you come about an advantage for stealth? I'm just creeping around the room, and I, uh, uh, not around the room, around the, um, the, the building. I'm exploring, looking for things, and I'm just, uh, trying to stay out of the way of the Mr. Frisch. Okay, I like the idea that you're trying to spy on your new butler. <laughs> <laughs> trying to spy, but also stay out of the way, so I'm, right. I don't want to, I don't want to interact Okay, sounds so, good. I just want to watch I'm, ceaselessly. <laughs> yeah, because I don't trust him. Yeah, I I muttered something once about like doesn't seem human, and like <laughs> never again. And then that thought has like just sort of stayed in the air. <laughs> <laughs> I will yeah, spread I the that. rumor that this man is not what he thinks he is. <laughs> He's just yeah. actually a gnome. <laughs> Oh <laughs> please um okay so yeah I'll, I'll give you plus two to stealth uh for this mystery um because you have uh been practicing trying to quickly and quietly move out of the way of your butler <laughs> um okay so for Cade, plus two stealth for mystery one um, you can use this once, by the way. Like, you can use your advantage once. It's not plus two permanently. Gotcha. Um, Connor, plus two observation. And for Ollie, plus two observation. Um, all right. So the university, as I said, is not far from Woodspire Manor. Um Victor, you are becoming more familiar with your surroundings as the coach draws closer to the main entrance to campus. Um, The rest of you are struck by the contrast of population density between the university and the rest of the city. Um, The land stretches for unbroken acres. The rain-streaked windows of the coach show nothing but the gray sky and the rocky moors for nearly half an hour before you approach the first major building since the gatehouse. This is the Library of the Moon. College towns, am I right? Um, 
<laughs> so the Library of the Moon is a vast, beautiful building of white stone and glass with soaring light-colored maple bookshelves. Spiral staircases link balconies of stacks going up six stories, which overlook an enormous atrium over which hang delicate sculptures of metal plates and wires from the ceiling. The aesthetic it achieves is both awesome and intimate, wherein one can both find many cozy spots to read in the stacks and an overwhelming font of inspiration in the atrium. Victor, you're very familiar with the library, but even so, as you all enter this huge atrium, it strikes you that it will take you forever to locate this contact of yours, Hewlin Prentice. What would you like to do? I want to start looking. Okay. Um, Victor, I'm not gonna, uh, you don't have a clearer image of what this guy's face looks like in your oh, memory. Oh, yeah, because it's like, been a while. It's been a while. So, um, you don't have anything to go on except for his name. Mm. Can I, can I ask Victor, like, do you remember what position this person said they were in? Or, like, what area of the university we could go to? Or? Well, when I was when I last met him I was a TA for one of his class. I was a teaching assistant for one of his classes. So now he would be I think he would be some kind of graduate student. Yeah, so he actually asked you to meet him in the library, but um, he you remember from the uh, letter that he studied classics. All right, let's go to the, the classics section. Uh. <laughs> um, so after a while in the classics section, um, you're kind of perusing the shelves, not really knowing what to do with yourselves, uh, and this mousy-looking young man with a barely visible tuft of blonde goatee approaches you. And, uh... His name his is eyes... Shaggy Rogers. And, <laughs> and he's about to eat a very big sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, that's all I got. <laughs> yeah, Shaggy. <laughs> oh, man! You know what? Like Zoe uh, so Victor. He, he says. Yeah. <laughs> and he says, "Excuse me." <laughs> yes. Connor, I'm supposed to meet in. What? I was just gonna ask Connor if he wanted to just generate all the NPCs now. <laughs> or we all just like take turns generating random ass NPCs. I, I generate an NPC and his name is Shaggy Rogers. <laughs> so, Shaggy so, of course. Uh, yeah. Tiberius uh, briefly stands on his hind legs and goes, Reggie? <laughs> <laughs> no, God. <laughs> I I immediately suspect my longtime dog of being a demon. <laughs> um, I'm not fuck? gonna have Victor say Jeepers. I'm not. No. Um. Oh my god! Every single okay. So Cade, last season, um, we were essentially just the the mystery gang or whatever. The <laughs> like we were essentially like. Uh, the mystery we were team. essentially the, yeah it was uh Lindsay was velma mm -hmm. um yeah ollie, ollie was uh ollie was fred mm -hmm. uh and uh and, and and connor was was shaggy slash scooby <laughs> yeah ollie ollie was uh fred slash velma uh yeah or uh, Fred, yeah, and Fred Daphne, Fred Daphne, <laughs> and Daphne. Fred Daphne. Oh, right. Uh, it's been right. a while. I was wondering where Daphne was. Yeah. yeah. Excuse me. Yeah, Lindsay. Lindsay was Velma. Yeah. Um, it was. It was great, and we didn't even realize this until halfway through the season. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> um. So so he says, uh, like, excuse me, guys. I'm supposed to meet a new group of colleagues here. And I wondered if you might be, uh, I, my name's Keelan Prentice, and, uh, you are? I don't know if you remember me. I was the teaching assistant for one of your classes, Victor Harrington. Nice to meet you again. 
Um, he, 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 like, his, his eyes kind of, like, he gives you a vague nod of recognition, but yeah. he's, he's clearly yeah. not just looking for your names. <laughs> oh. Uh, does, does anyone have the, the note? I sort of, like, pat my pockets to see if I have the, the envelope on me. <laughs> oh god, who had the note last, guys? I don't know. Don't tell Ray me you pulls it out of, a, out of a specific pocket from Nicodemus. <laughs> Rue remembers where it was, but Nicodemus doesn't. Yeah, Rue pickpockets you, Nicodemus. What the? I I look I devastated. I I in my head like like I squint at Rue like. Don't Are you, you take my one thing? It's my one thing. Rue smiles innocently. Uh-huh. You. you and hands the note to Nicodemus. <laughs> Thank um, you, Rue. <laughs> and then I hand it over to Hulan and say, uh, this should make us known, I suppose. Uh, he, he, his, his um, eyes widen as he takes the note and he says, I can't believe it. I, oh, sorry. I can't believe it. <laughs> it, was, it was too serious. I can't believe it. Like, thanks, guys. I, this is this is like meeting a celebrity, you know. Uh, and he leads you to a little nook in the back of the stacks on the fourth floor, with this little fireplace flickering with the embers of last night's study session. Uh, the air is brushed with scents of old parchment and wood smoke, which are being wafted out into the atrium and up into the ventilation on a thin, chilly breeze. Yes. He looks yes. nervously around at you all and uh, says, let me let me get straight to the point, guys. Three, three high profile, oh, this is gonna be so hard to keep up, <laughs> but I'm so I, committed. <laughs> I hand Hewlin a lozenge from my pocket. <laughs> oh, oh, thanks, man. Did you pick Did you take one of my lozenges? <laughs> I picked pocket from one of Rue's lozenges. <laughs> That's how it's, Rue glares. That's how it's from. fucking done. <laughs> From Rue's doctor's bag. Like, yeah, that exactly. Always carry around. Yeah, uh, here, this should help. Um, That's better. So, uh, well, I, thanks, man. Um, so these, I, I called you here because these three ho- high-profile Sea Glass alumni have already disappeared. Actually, uh, in the last six years, which may not seem like a lot, but. The three who disappeared were actually related. Uh, they were a family of highly regarded translators who directly opposed the works of, um, and he lowers his voice a little bit, Dr. Sean Coulter, uh, translator and theologian, and uh, one of the heads of the philosophy department. Now, I initially thought the disappearances of the Liot family were strange, but innocent, you know? But now I kind of, I'm worried, guys. I, I'm. I'm afraid more might disappear or worse, because in their absence, Dr. Coulter has somehow gotten his standard imperial history published. Uh, he screws his face up in, like, <laughs> like disgust. You can clearly see this is not his favorite work of literature. <laughs> Honestly, guys, it's like this barely-veiled religious propaganda pamphlet and sort of imperial expansion. <laughs> uh, he got that not only published, but, like, really popular. Uh... And uh, in this book, he uses the violet text, which is like, I don't know if you guys are familiar with classical if holy scripture, but uh, essentially it's a series of unrigorous free translations. Um, this is the most educated Shaggy has ever been. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Good going. He justified the empire's uh, world domination and further mangles the interpretation of Ithic scripture through the violet text's loose translations. <laughs> I, I've also heard Dr. Coulter pacing around his office late at night when everyone else went home and he was talking to himself. Um, I'm kind of afraid he's becoming increasingly dangerous and unpredictable, you know. His his co-head of the philosophy department recently fell down a flight of stairs, leaving him in charge while she recovers. So, whoa, uh, whoa, wait, 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 hold on, hold on. You sort of breezed <laughs> past the murder there. The, the, the oh, death. She's, she's still alive. Okay, but, good. <laughs> but it, was, it was touch and go for a bit. <laughs> okay. 
I like that the near death experience of a person was veiled underneath your critique. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> you, mentioned, you mentioned that there was possibly dark magic involved. Uh, do you have any any insight on that? What? Well, I. I I'm actually kind of just hoping that my suspicions are baseless, but I figured I'd reach out to you guys because that's a lot of weird shit to go down, like, in, like, weird. not that much time. And it all seems to benefit this one guy. Yeah. Hmm. And I really don't like him. Do I remember <laughs> this guy? Do I remember this professor? Uh, he's, he's the head of your department, actually. My department? What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, this... Okay. The um so the uh the philosophy department is like kind of the social sciences department essentially oh, at this okay. university. So um yeah, so it's like everything is kind of considered philosophy unless you're actually studying like chemistry or something. Mm, okay. Cuz there might be some foul play especially with my res my uh not my resignation, my uh my rejection letter of some kind. Oh, no, the, the the letter, the courier couldn't find you? No, like, the the one where it's like, there's no such thing as trolls, fuck you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he may have been on that committee, I, yeah. I, uh, I don't know, but, um... Because if that's the case, then there is a possibility that he didn't want Victor to get in the way of his stuff. If there is, like, cool vests and shit going on, and he doesn't want, yeah, he maybe. wants the monopoly on it. I don't know. Um, that, uh, Mr. Prentice here is like, uh, well, you know, I'm, I'm at your disposal if you have any questions. Um, I, I honestly hope you don't find anything and that it's just this guy I don't like getting really lucky, but, you know, I just figured I'd check. I don't know. He's becoming Morty. This is not good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez, Victor. Uh, Oh jeez, Vic. Um, <laughs> um, why do why do people name Victor go by Vic and never Tur? <laughs> Tur. The serious <laughs> questions. <laughs> um, you know what? So... Let's just let, let, let's just start looking. God damn it! <laughs> I have to go. Yeah. On, I have to go on testosterone to get a better better repercussion. All right, let's. <laughs> Let's go. You can count on us, I guess. We'll, we'll try is, to get to the bottom of this. Is it okay if I continue the tradition of live tweeting these? Yeah, go for it. <laughs> oh, God. Um, oh, God. So, like, do you guys have any questions for this for this one contact that you have? <laughs> So when when did you start to suspect the dark magic again? Oh, he's been bragging about it for about a year. Huh. All right. <laughs> he's been wow. bragging about it. Yeah. Just out in the <laughs> open. <laughs> he's saying I'm doing black magic. <laughs> that... Well, not quite, not quite that brazen, but he's been in this in this inn off campus, the Lumen Inn. He's been starting around last year. He's been boasting about his mythic success and magical inquiries. So mm. I don't know. I mean, the owners of that inn passed away about three years ago, but their young daughter is still the barmaid there, and she knows, like, everything about the university. I don't think she likes him either. Do I know who this barmaid is? Uh, you've probably been, um, to the Lumen Inn, but, uh, you don't know her as anything but the barmaid. Mm -hmm. She's very young. She's, yeah. like, um... She can't be older than like 15. She's like incredibly like, oh, wow. it's weird for her to be working there. <laughs> a child. <laughs> and this is 15 in like earth and not yeah, 15 like earth oh years. God. She's not 30. <laughs> she's 15. Yeah. Wow. yeah, she's not, she's not like, like 28 as that would imply in earth. Oh years. yes. She, would, you yeah, like some more, would you like some more ale? Yeah, she, she should not be around this much alcohol and like belligerently drunk people, but she is. <laughs> 
Wow. Um, yeah, so, uh, but you don't know her as anything other than Well, yeah, just I imagine so. I don't barmaid. think... I wouldn't imagine he would. You're not, yeah, you're not friendly with her. No, um, no. You also haven't been there very often. Yeah. Um, it's just kind of a weird vibe. He's... Also, like, mostly just students frequent there, so, like, when you graduated from your program and became a professor, um, you just kind of stopped hanging out there. Yeah, it's been it'd be really kind of awkward, like... Dude, is that the professor down at the bar on the end of the bar? <laughs> like it happens, but like yeah, like I don't not know. often. Yeah. Um, so, right. as you guys are asking actually questions about uh, the uh, the barmaid, um, Prentice continues that uh, you know I I I thought that academics usually found her a little tight lipped, or at least that's what I heard. But she she as soon as you as soon as you mentioned Dr. Coulter. She really, she really has it in for that guy. She doesn't like him one bit. Good to know. That's, well, I, I, I look at everyone, <laughs> and I look at my crew, I guess, <laughs> and say, well, I think we've just found the first suspect. That's, <laughs> that's, uh, what? I guess I, I, I'm curious to know, how did you uh, know how to contact us, I guess? Oh, well, there's been legends of the, the theater society operating out of, I guess, an urban legend operating out of Woodspire Manor for some time, and most people don't pay any attention because, like, it's kind of ghost stories and stuff, but when I, when I started hearing about all the weird stuff that's been going down with Dr. Coulter and, like, his rivals at the university, I, I just figured I'd reach out just to make sure, like, it's kind of surprising me, too, honestly. It's tripping me out a little bit that you're real, but, like, <laughs> I'm glad that at least the people who are supposed to be helpful are real, and I hope that that's all that's real. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> Victor doesn't... Gotcha. Victor doesn't say anything about them actually being real. Um, you're you're right to be skeptical, and I like pat him on the shoulder. There, there. Thanks. That's a weird thing to say, but okay. Don't 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 worry. (laughs) That's that's not very reassuring. (laughs) Uh. All right. Well, looks like we know uh, someone to ask first, I guess. Anyone else have any questions? All right. <laughs> I guess we're <laughs> going to the end. <laughs> All right. Cool, guys. Well, uh, it was good meeting y'all. I, I'm going to like hole up in my room for the next foreseeable future and hope that everything blows over. <laughs> <laughs> Just like right. create such a strong hot box that the Vassin are aware of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they won't go anywhere near this strain. <laughs> I got this straight from the society itself. Yeah. <laughs> Just smoking pure, like, rock salt or whatever. <laughs> like, um, Just iron. <laughs> God. So, um... So, yeah, you guys heading to the inn? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, so it's a dingy little inn. It straddles the border between the town proper and the university. So you actually have to go back about 15 minutes by coach. I assume that the coach was just waiting outside because like that's a long walk and it's also a long time to call another coach. <laughs> um, so this is dingy little like tavern straddling the border between the town proper and the university. Um, the bar, which is in the basement of the building, is poorly lit and smells of dust. A couple of you actually need to stifle a sneeze as you walk down the stairs. The sudden increase in temperature quickly becomes unpleasant as the chill of the rain outside fades into memory. Young people, whom you assume are students at Seaglass University, 
huddle in strained congregation against the bar's atmosphere for long enough to drink their drafts and talk. Uh, Victor goes up to the bar top and uh, tries to flag down the barmaid we're meant to talk to. Um, yeah, so uh, she she's at the other end of the bar and it's like, it's weird because she was, it's not that long a bar, like it's a pretty small building, but you didn't even notice her at first. You thought the bar was oh. empty. Um, she is positively ghostly, as if like the force of talking to her might blow her away from you. Um, well, shit. Uh, yeah, she looks, again, no older than like 16 or so, and she mumbles, my name's Shilke. How can I help you? recommend uh, someone at the university recommended we talk to you about some of the goings on with the head of philosophy oh that Coulter man oh jeez he's kind of a piece of shit isn't he yeah <laughs> yeah yeah he is sorry I, 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 don't, I don't know like any of you probably shouldn't be saying that you might work for him or something no, Te- no. Technically, I do, but I don't care. Oh. Uh, okay. Uh, I'm not sure I where don't. that leaves us. I won't say I, anything. I gesture to Rue and I and, like, put an arm around <laughs> around him like we're friends. <laughs> and, like, Rue stiffens up. Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, you know, we're, we're, we don't know that guy. We just kind of hear the He's a real asshole. <laughs> yeah, okay. Rue then uh, removes the arm from the <laughs> shoulder. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no thank you. <laughs> um, Shuke actually, she, she kind of looks a little embarrassed and she's like, well, uh, I guess we should talk for a little bit. I, I had, uh, I'll, let me get my, let me get my replacement. I'll, uh, I'll just, we can sit down somewhere. And uh, she uh, flags down um, this, like, kind of clueless-looking kid uh, who's older than her, like, maybe in his mid-twenties, Earth years. Um, but, like, he just kind of looks vacant and not that interested in doing his job. Um, so he just kind of, like, wipes down. He, like, he moves from wiping down the part of the bar that he was wiping down, and he keeps wiping and he like he moves down to where she is and he's like yeah okay I can take over for you whatever <laughs> <laughs> um, so she just kind of rolls her eyes and like leads you guys over to a corner table um, yeah so what, what's this all about I'm Dr. Coulter obviously but like what what uh, why now what what brings you here me here can I I'm trying to think if I can make like an insight or like the equivalent of an insight check on yeah it's uh, so how does that sorry no worries Uh, yeah this is kind of new to me too but um, the way that so I guess well first describe what you're trying to, to figure out about her um I guess I'm just trying to figure out if she has any knowledge of the Faison, or if... Okay, yeah. Um, I will make you do uh, an observation test. Okay, and I do it... You can use your advantage if you want, but if you do, you won't be able to use it again for observation, this mystery. Oh, okay. I... Um, I won't, then. Um, okay. So, what you do in that case is... Oh, shit, I just opened Steam rather than... <laughs> Discord, okay. Let's challenge Dr. Coulter to a to a, a rousing game of... TF2, yeah. <laughs> sure, yeah. Insert Steam game here that I'm, that I'm not familiar with. Um, yeah, uh, 1v1 me in... Uh, spy battle. <laughs> you won't. Um, 
So Connor, what you would roll is uh, 2d6. I got a six and a five. Oh, so you got a six. Okay, oh. so a six, uh, six is, um, you're looking for sixes. Whenever you roll, you're looking for sixes, and that's a success. Awesome. Um, and I'll say that this only required one success. Mm. Um, you suspect that she knows something about magic or something supernatural. Hmm. All right. Uh, you know, we just heard some uh, unlucky. Just heard that something unfortunate happened to uh, uh, the professor. Well, that, or rather, that there was some great fortune. We were wondering if you knew anything about how we uh, got so popular. Uh, he's been in here boasting about his magical abilities for about a year now, but, uh... He, he actually stopped coming abruptly about three weeks ago. Uh, it terrified me to think that there might be another out there, but, uh... Tried to get someone to look into his dealings about a month back. They, uh, they wouldn't race, risk breaking into his apartments, but, uh... And she shyly pulls a key out of her pocket. It's a shame. I, I went to all the trouble to get this, too. <laughs> My god. Um, She's a fucking menace. Speaking of menaces, yeah. my cat is going wild playing with an earplug. Oh, good. <laughs> uh, so, she, um, she talks... She she's starting the the words are actually starting to pour out of her a little bit. There, she's she starts to talk about um, a a book that she read. Like she she says it it all reminded me of this. Well, I don't know how much you believe in ghost stories or whatever, but <laughs> you'd be surprised. You would, you'd be surprised. Victor's just got this look on his face like, I'm listening. She gives you all like a very... Um, appraising look. Like she's trying to figure you out. And she pulls a book out of her pocket too. Like a, out of her bag. Um, it's called Juniper and the Shiny Bug. And it looks like a kid's story. Um, and flipping through the book, it's very short, um, and it's got pictures. <laughs> um, so it's like clearly meant for pretty small children. But the story is about a parasite, which gives the main character Juniper magical powers when fed, but takes control of her and inflicts harm on her and her loved ones once she stops feeding it. So she actually gives the shiny bug away to a boy named Hans, who gives it to a man named Gus. But Gus finds out that the third owner of the shiny bug can't give away the creature, and it will always find him no matter where he goes, or how he hides from it, or who he gives it to. And one day, it crawls inside his head to control his thoughts. That's me out of character. <laughs> That's the nicest story about a cordyceps fungus. <laughs> <laughs> this this bug oh. makes you a free fungi. I think <laughs> I as as soon as the like mention of something get following around, I tighten up again. Like the, the the way that I did back at the inn uh, when Victor was telling me about his encounter. Mm-hmm. Um. Um. I'm going to have you all make an observation test, actually. 
actually, no, I'm not going to make you do that because you've already rolled observation, Connor, and succeeded. Um, and Vassen, the book advises that for each, like, kind of, not encounter, not, like, combat encounter, but, like, each encounter with, like, a skill test, you have succeeded then for the duration of the interaction. So, um, since you have succeeded before, uh, you see her, like, kind of... She really wants to tell you something. She really wants to kind of come clean about something. She wants to, uh, confess some secret that's been weighing on her mind for a really long time. Um... And, but she, it's really hard for her to just come out and say it because she thinks you won't believe you, you won't believe her. I, I sort of, um, get like, I guess down to like eye level. I assume she's shorter. (laughs) She's a bit shorter than you. Yeah. Yeah. And I try like my most understanding smile like I'm trying to go full uh, museum educator mode and (laughs) trying to connect with this and be like that uh, reminds me an awful lot of a story that I lived through Uh, it was quite scary Uh, I I, I think I might have an idea of how scary that would be. So you're, you're very brave for, for telling us that story. Well, the thing is, if you... If I told you that this was real, would you believe me? I nod, and I let go course, right? And I turn to look at I would. Ri- uh, Victor and Rune. Rune nods. Um, she says, because I found one of these bugs. And she begins to look very frightened as words kind of spill out of her at an increasing rate. She says, I, I hatched the bug out of a chicken egg that I kept in my armpit for a week. Mm. Um, as soon as I saw it, I got so sick. The first thing the bug asked me for was a name, and I just said the first name that came to mind. I named it after my family's old cat, Roisin. But it asked to be fed every day, and I refused, so it would give me bad dreams. It told me one day it would come back for me in the shape of a man. It told me anything it want- I wanted could be mine, as long as I didn't mind making the people I loved a little sad or sick. Or hurt sometimes, and wouldn't they be willing to give me that much? That's what it would say. And I just I gave it away to the first person who asked for it. I never even saw their face under their hood, though they were very well dressed under their cloak and they had this ruby and gold signet ring on the pinky finger of their hand that accepted when they took the snuff box that the bug was in. It was a lot like yours, sir, she says to you, uh, uh, Nicodemus. I, I, uh, take off the ring and (laughs) sort of look at it and go on. No, that's, that's Quite peculiar. Hmm. Uh. You said. Sorry, did you say that the bug ate? Yeah, it. You feed it spit. You have to spit into its mouth. You. You what? Rue shoves uh, Nicodemus. What? As in, Rue shoves Nicodemus, as in, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> I, I shoot Rue 
a look like like you heard the kid you heard what she heard what she said <laughs> you can it, it doesn't have to be directly <laughs> it just eats it it okay <laughs> Eat it lots of spit. <laughs> okay. Alright. I'm, I'm not even lying, that's what it says in the book. Wads <laughs> <laughs> of spit. Okay. I I ask like <laughs> stifling laughter. <laughs> I ask uh This isn't very is funny, it, sir. <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. Oh. Uh, can you see... Have you seen it recently? I say, sort of quietly putting the ring in my pocket. Um, she says, uh, the, the, I gave it away three years ago, and I'd only had it for like a month, but it hurt me. And you can see that the toll refusing the bug took on her body because she clearly did not actually feed it very much um the bug must have drained her of her life it looks like and she doesn't like remembering this bug at all hmm. what do you guys what do you guys think I sort of turn I go, could you excuse me for a second? And uh, go up to talk to Ruin Victor. Like, what do you, what do you guys think? Like, possible connection? Maybe Coulter has the bug? Maybe what? Maybe Coulter has the bug? Hmm, yeah. Uh, I asked the girl, did you see the, did Coulter ever talk about the bug? Well, I know, I, I, I guess it was about a year ago that he started bragging about his magic, but that's why I was so scared. I didn't want him to have it, but I, I don't, I don't know if he ever did or even if it's real, but like if he, if he actually has magic powers, but. I just got a bad feeling from him, the same kind of bad feeling that I got from that bug. And from the person I gave it to. Hmm. Who did... Who, uh, who did you give the bug to? Well, like like I said, I, I, I never even asked for their name, and, and I don't even know what they looked like under their hood, but... It was the person with the ring... Mm, right. Where? Oh, right here in the right here in the tavern. Someone came in actually asking me for for a bug. Huh. I thought it was weird too, but I was just so glad to be rid of it. Well, um, do you know where that? person with the ring uh, went uh, well no I I assumed that they'd just go really far away and never come back because I'd never seen them before but hmm. uh. but if you want you can take this key and, and investigate Dr. Coulter's apartments I, 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 it's kind of dangerous no. for me to have it <laughs> Yeah, let's let's just take that off your hands. Um, Rue picks up the key. There's actually a commotion at the bar, and someone has overheard you say Doctor Coulter's name. Oh. Um, and spoke up. Yoy, <laughs> that old hack. How he got to be the head of the department's beyond me. Is he Arthur Shelby? <laughs> 
His, his name's Sharther LB. Yes. Sharther. <laughs> his friends call him Shart. Oh, God, no. <laughs> and uh, immediately, six students of varying ages huddled around a table in the corner perk up their heads. They stand up quickly enough that one or two of their chairs clatter backwards to the ground, and they begin moving threateningly toward the alum who just spoke up. Oh, for fuck's sakes. What's that you said about Professor Coulter? A burly girl says through gritted teeth, and her eyes are weirdly glazed over. Hmm. Professor Coulter is the herald of modernity, pipes up a weedy boy in a turtleneck behind her in a strange, monotone voice. Is that one me? (laughs) (laughs) He will bring the civilized moon to the wildlings beyond our borders. Hmm. (laughs) All right. And Shilke adopts a fearful but resolute expression, rushes behind the bar, and puts her hand on something beneath it. She's calling the cops. (laughs) Uh, what do you do? I d- try to, I guess, like, walk towards the crowd, like, sort of like, oh, I'm you know, trying to pretend as if we haven't just been talking shit about <laughs> Professor Coulter. Um, there we go. Yeah, no, he's he's great. Oh, I love him. Like, trying to get on the crowd's side um, uh, while also, like, trying to keep track of their glazed-over eyes. Yeah. um, The alum who first spoke up, he stands up and he narrows his eyes at the group and at you because you seem to be on their side right now. Hmm. And uh, he's a big guy. He's about as tall as the girl heading up the six students. And he says, well, he can civilize my... Wait, what was his voice? Well, we, well he can civilize my ass for all I care. <laughs> he just yes. finishes saying. Uh. And the girl steps around you and spearhands him swiftly in the throat. <laughs> and he goes down choking with this surprised expression on his face and the inn falls to dead silence. Uh. The group turns to the three of you in unison, and one of two identical-looking large boys in the back says, like, in an almost bored voice, Does anybody else have a problem with Professor Coulter? Nope. As a matter (laughs) of fact, we never did. Right, guys? And I... I look at everyone and like my eyes are really wide. Like, hmm. Rue just shakes their head. We we love we love Professor Coulter, right? Uh yeah, Victor's <laughs> expression is like nonchalant. I don't have a problem. Okay. Um The six students sit down. One of them picks up the chair that they knocked over and they go back to what they were doing, which was not very much like they just sit around the table in silence Hmm. until the rest of the bar resumes its noise. Jesus. Wow. (laughs) Terrifying. (laughs) That's pretty body snatchers. eh? Um... Come play with us, Nicodemus. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what are you guys gonna do? Rue goes to check on the the, the barmaid. Uh, Shilke is, um, you are standing right behind the bar with her, and she is eyeing those six students. And her hand is resting on a baseball bat. Ooh. Because <laughs> um, baseball exists on East. Wait a second. Maybe it's some yeah, kind of club. A big stick. 
<laughs> it's, it's it's just a yeah. It's hurling. It's like that really unnecessarily violent Irish sport. Yeah, that's <laughs> exactly. <laughs> She's <laughs> that seems more her style. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, so. She she's like looking at them and she says, "You guys should get out of here. I I don't like the look of these kids." She says as if they're not like ten years older than her. Hmm. All right. Well, I can I. Do I have? Is there any like paper or pens? Uh, nearby. No, I w- but um, she can give you some. Oh, okay. Because um, I would kind of like to give her, just because I'm worried about, I'm worried about her. Uh, just I give her the the address for the the Woodspire Manor. Like, okay. If if you ever feel unsafe, like, go here, and I, like, I give her the directions, and try okay. to like, um scribble it as best I can with like a nail (laughs) (laughs) um she uh she watches you wordlessly and says you know I I think the the symbol on the ring was different Hmm. it was the same make but and she just absently says like your ring is different it's not the same ring I'm sorry if I scared you earlier no, it's fine. It's this. I've I've had this ring for a while. You know, that's this me and this ring. Um. <laughs> so, you're fine. <laughs> um. Okay, so where are you guys headed? Somewhere where we can talk alone. Because <laughs> <laughs> we holy could shit. we could talk at the while at the apartments. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so uh, you can head to the apartments, which are um, right there, the building adjacent to the library. Um, uh, it's uh, it's a really nice building. Actually, Victor, you're hoping to get an apartment here at some hmm. point. Um, <laughs> that This might change that feeling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Uh, yeah. <laughs> you, like, sent in your application, and, <laughs> mm. <laughs> and now you're learning that there's a dark magic practitioner here. <laughs> um, so you get to his floor, uh, and a simple locked oak door displays a brass plate engraved with Dr. Sean Coulter's name and title. Of course he's got his title on there. Fucking... <laughs> Yeah, on, his, of... on his bedroom door. <laughs> this is me out of character, just in case any creepy kids know. <laughs> mm. Is the door locked? It's locked. Okay, so, uh... Well, Ru has the key. Oh, Everybody. Thanks for listening to this episode of Polybox. As a reminder, you can find us on Twitter at AnthroGang, and you can find our website at www.anthrogang.com. Please share us with your friends, give us a like, um, and, uh, and a review on, on whatever podcast platform you're listening on. That's really helpful to us, and, uh, and we really appreciate it. If you're enjoying the show, consider supporting us on Patreon or Coffee. Um, you can find our Patreon at patreon.com um, slash anthrogang. Um, and uh, links will be in the show notes um, to everything, everywhere that you can support us um, in case I have somehow gotten that wrong, which, you know, is likely enough. <laughs> um, thanks again for listening, and stay tuned um, in two Mondays. Uh, 
when our next episode will be released. Thank <laughs> you.